Welcome to So This Is Love. My name's Aaron. And my name's Leslie. And this is episode 96. Episode 96. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Monday. And it's Monday. So it's literally the next day from the last time that we recorded a podcast. Which at first I thought I would be super excited about because I really like podcasting. Uh-huh. And I'm so excited about it. <laughs> but. But I'm still kind of like, what in the world are we going to talk about? Even though I know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. 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 We just kind of like did a. <laughs> little thing um so i guess we'll forego the whole how was your week how was your week <laughs> how was your day? day yeah but we can't talk about today sure talk today. about what did you do today my love no no no. not like even like what did i do today but uh-huh. like this evening oh yeah yeah we'll do that yeah so like today is our first new, new first new date night date night yeah so, normally our date nights are on Thursday nights, mm-hmm. and that's when we try to podcast. Yeah. Um, but we have recently ventured into a new ministry. Yes. Um, which is our uh, young adult career age, college career age ministry at our church. Called and, Fortress. Called Fortress. Um, and Aaron has been playing in the band, mm-hmm. and I sing every once in a while when they need me, but I prefer not to sing, because yes. I really like building relationships. Um, and so... Uh, the leaders of that ministry uh, have asked us several times, like... Very, uh, <laughs> not subtly. <laughs> when we were going to join or... <laughs> and called us leaders several times. Um, yeah. And honestly, like, and we had talked about this early in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, I always told you, like, man, we really need a college-age yes. ministry. Yes, we talked about it a lot. Yeah, and... Because uh, that's when a lot of stuff started changing for the both of us. Right, and it is one of my favorite ages to pour into. Mm-hmm. Because um, they're was, adults. Yeah. Like, they're not adults, but they're adults. Right. And I was 25 when I gave my life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I was in this age bracket of 18 to 29 years old. Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot in from the age of 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and about myself, about Jesus, about life, about the world. Because, honestly, at the age of 25, I thought I knew it all. <laughs> but I didn't, you yeah. know? Um, anyway, so it's one of my favorite age groups, um, and I, we we just actually um, told the leaders of that ministry that, you know, we were going to be there on Thursday nights from mm-hmm. now on for the entire night. Yeah. Um, and Aaron was like, well, we'll make Monday nights our date night, mm-hmm. and Thursdays we'll do Fortress. Yeah. And I said, okay. And you know, I, I know it's only the first day so far, mm-hmm. the first, you know, Monday date night, and mm-hmm. I it's been really kind of nice. Because I got home from work mm-hmm. and then we had dinner mm-hmm. and like we just had this whole chunk of time mm-hmm. to ourselves. Yeah. Like there was nothing else to do. But that's what we normally do on Monday nights. Except we, dinner's not ready. It's because it was purposeful time. Well, yeah. It, it was purposeful time. It was daytime. Like on Monday nights, sometimes I close. Right. You know, and, and now I'm, I'm opening, but... um like, that's just a regular day. Right. I'm saying on a date night day, mm-hmm. like, normally, since we've been doing it on Thursday, we go to Fortress until, like, 8, 8.30. Mm-hmm. And then we go and we have... Our date. Our date And then dinner. it's over in, and, like, and, an hour. <laughs> yeah. And then by the time we get home, if we happen to do something else, like, if we stop at Target, mm-hmm. because, you know, that takes two hours, um, then we get home I'm at sorry. 10, 10, <laughs> No, it's not just you. I love Target. Yeah. You know, like, we kind of live there. Yeah. Um, and so by the time we get home, it's 10, 10 30 and who wants to record a podcast? 
I'm super tired. I don't. I know you don't want to, but I usually do. No. Yeah. So here we are, the day after yesterday. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's barely going to be 930. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I feel like we've accomplished a lot. Plus, we got to do some other stuff here at the house Mm -hmm. as part of the date night. Right. So I made dinner Mm -hmm. so that when you got home. delicious. She made soup, guys. I made soup. (laughs) (laughs) I beg my wife not to feed me soup. <laughs> like I beg her on my hands and knees. Please, please don't feed me soup. <laughs> but I love soup. Leslie loves soup. <laughs> I, and mainly, and, and we did come to a compromise. I don't want soup for lunch. Right. Like if I'm going to work and I have to eat, I mean, I'm taking food to eat. I don't want it to be soup. Right. I would rather it not even need to be heated up. Right. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll take, Leftovers or whatever, just yes. as long as it's not soup. Which I don't understand because all food has to be heated up like, no. unless it's a sandwich. No, not all food. Well, unless it's a sandwich or cold pizza. Yeah. Um, and I but, could eat that every day. Yeah, but you usually take stuff that has to be heated up anyway. Yeah, and, and that's I'd like having not. soup. Like I prefer <laughs> not to, but soup is a definite no. Mm. Um, and so when Leslie said that she was going to make soup tonight, I was like, well, okay, you know, it's going to be at home so uh-huh. I could just turn the AC down and deal with it because. Well, and it's been raining. Yeah. So it's it, been like it overcast like and yeah. cloudy and there's supposedly some tropical depression headed our way. Yeah. That's supposed to get here by like Friday or Saturday. That's cool. So, um, so yeah, so I made a Zupa Toscana. Sopa Toscana. I don't know uh-huh. how you say it. I hope I said it right. Uh-huh. Um, potato and soup. It wasn't potato soup. Well, I had potatoes and kale. Kale. And oh, sausage. Oh, kale. And sausage, yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I made that for I dinner. had two bowls. You did. <laughs> and there was just enough for me to have for work tomorrow. Yeah. Which is great because you didn't want to take soup anyway. Nope. <laughs> Nope. So I get to have soup for lunch, which I'm happy about. Yeah. And then I have to figure out what I'm going to make tomorrow. Yeah. And tomorrow's Tuesday, right? Tomorrow's yes. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have something going on tomorrow evening. You don't. But oh, I don't know what it is. are you all going to the movies? I don't know what we're doing. Maybe. We talked about going to the movies. No, that's Wednesday. No, Wednesday No, Wednesday I you have, have something else. I, have, I, I thought, I thought I you were going to... I have too many things. Yeah. <laughs> Don't y'all have, like, movie tickets available? Yes, I have free movie tickets. Mm-hmm. I have, like, four now. Yeah. Which is great, because they carry over. But there haven't really been any, like, movies to watch. No, but when Christmas comes, like, that's when we go to the movies Cash a lot. Like, yeah. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Which is nice. Yeah. But anyway, so I made soup for dinner, and Aaron helped me. He took down, he took fall out of the attic, mm-hmm. and um, and I put fall up. It threw up in her house, and really not really. No, like you, you I, were a I was a little more reserved. This I was year. very reserved this year, mostly because I'm like, okay, like, well, I'm not real happy with my front door situation right now. Like the front door is like peeling a little bit. Mm. And and that's something like when we moved into our house, they told us the sun beats down really hard on your door. Yeah. Because we don't like we have the north. We get a really good north wind at our door, mm-hmm. but we also get like I don't know why, but the heat just builds up right there at our front porch. Yeah. And so the door, like Aaron has touched it up twice that we've been living mm-hmm. here for five years, and it's in need of one already. Yeah. And uh, so. It's just kind of one of those things I'm like, ugh, I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the way my front porch looks. I'm about to go out there and, like, throw whatever, like, all the plants and things that are there away. (laughs) Um, And I just want to, like, sweep it and make sure that it looks nice. Um, 
so I put like a like a swag wreath on the front door, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I decorated my foyer table. I decorated the dining room table. I decorated the bar, mm-hmm. and we have a tall, skinny Christmas tree evergreen. that's up evergreen that's up all year long. Yeah, by our television, and so I put like fall stuff in that. Yeah, we have one of those. Um, in, connected to the internet clickers mm-hmm. so we can get onto the app and turn the light on. Right. And it turns on the, the little um, lit decorations we have along with the tree, right. like right there by the TV. Yeah. So fall is up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we so love fall. We do really like fall. Um, we were just talking about how we need a diffuser for the uh, living area in the front because we have one in our bedroom. Yes. Um, but we'll soon have two more, I think. <sighs> two more? Yes, because what? I'm going to order your kit uh-huh. and then I want to order one of the lantern diffusers. Oh, okay. So. You're so spoiled. I'm not spoiled. <laughs> I just had to find a way to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> My kit is one thing, but the yeah. lantern diffuser is. Well, the lantern diffuser, um, it, it helps. I think I can pay for no, I can't pay for it with my essential rewards. Mm-mm. Um I mean I can make it a part of my essential rewards order and I'll get points for it, but, but I can't, can't use, use my reward points, points for, it. for it. So yeah. and it's like eighty bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. So I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to figure that out. Um so yeah. So we did fall and then we decided we were gonna podcast. Um I was just telling Aaron that we need to make more iced tea, our vitality. Yeah. With a T-E-A at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, if y'all listened to last week's podcast, we talked a little bit about love, you know, and, and getting into a relationship. And something else that's that's really close, especially in our lives, is, you know, when you're thinking about getting into a relationship, there are all these doubts that come into it. Not And, and some of them are good doubts to have. Like, is this something that... God wants me to do. Well, these are good questions to ask yourself and then you figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. you you seek the Lord or you you seek counsel from other people and you get the answers. Now, there are some doubts that are unhealthy. Mm. Right? Just like there are healthy expectations, there are unhealthy expectations. There are healthy doubts and there are unhealthy doubts when you are, you know, wondering about getting into relationship sometimes one of the doubts that will come into your mind is, oh, they're too good for me. Right. Or like, I'm not I'm good not, enough I'm for not them. worthy enough for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's that is never a healthy doubt. No. I just, I don't, I don't, you know, we don't live in the 1400s and, you know. Like, well, and the thing about that is that it's almost, so there's two extremes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I am completely unworthy. Yeah. Or... Like, you could be a complete narcissist about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm God's gift. Right. <laughs> and neither of those is healthy, no. ever. <laughs> um, and, and from our experience, we, like, on, on, on your side, Leslie, and on mine, uh, we did not come from the shiniest of backgrounds. No. We were <laughs> yeah, like, like I say that the shiniest. <laughs> we're a little dull, not as uh, not as polished. A little caked from <laughs> the mud that we fell into multiple yeah. times. Mm-hmm. You know, and we 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 each had to come to terms with that mm-hmm. and continue to get encouragement from the other. Right. And like, no, like that that what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Well, yeah, they're valid. 
but it's not factual. It's you not know, truth. Yeah. yeah. We, we've talked about how um, feelings don't dictate reality. Mm-hmm. This is one of those occasions. This is one of those circumstances where you really, really feel terrible because they don't know this about me. Right. And if they knew... Then they might not want to be with me. And then I would just cry. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, because... I know I did this or this happened to me, you, you, you know, fill in the blank for yourself. Right. And, and you have more than enough feelings and emotion to keep you from moving forward. Yeah. And that's not, that's not good. No, that's not, that's not what these feelings were created for. Right. These feelings were created to give you like a direction to go into because having these feelings, yeah, that's good. But what do you do with them? Right. And so, um, uh, and we, our, our podcasts are always, um, they're always, uh, you know, 13 and older. Okay. Yeah. Like, but we are going to talk a little bit tonight about, um, and I guess 13 year olds these days, they're <laughs> they, little kids probably shouldn't listen to this. Yeah. Um, so if you have a little one listening, yeah, we got know, a little adult conversation themes. to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I come from a broken home, and it's something that we've talked about mm-hmm. um, before. I come from a broken home. Um, I had to grow up really fast. Um, I was a perfectionist, um, struggled with codependency pretty much all my life. Who was never going to be perfect. Right. No, never. <laughs> and I've yet to find perfection, y'all. In yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I grew up needing and wanting to have hundreds on my, on my report card. Um, and although that was good... It was bad. Yes. You know, um, because I strove for that in unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I didn't get 100 on my report card, I was devastated. To meet somebody else's need. Right. Not your And own. it wasn't so much as someone else's need, but someone else's expectation. Yeah. Um, I, I still feel like that's their need. Yeah. And, and not that it's well, a qualified need. Well, and like it wasn't even so much as like a need. It was for them. It was them pouring into my life to make sure that I did well in school. Yeah. Because they knew that. I come from a hard life, mm-hmm. you know, and they wanted to encourage me to do well in to school. To give you the best foot. Right. And so if I got 100 I would get $25 for every 100 that I got. Ooh. And what? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> and when you have eight classes. <laughs> oh, see, mm, that would have inspired me to <laughs> yeah. study. You know, it didn't inspire my sister. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. If my parents paid me mm-hmm. for every hundred that I got, you better believe that I would have been the valedictorian. <laughs> the valedictorian of your yeah. class. As yeah. it is, I was in the top fifteen of my class. Well, and I, you know, I always had really high nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the most on one report card, I had four A's, like yeah. four like hundreds, and the rest were like ninety eights, ninety sevens, ninety nines, which they were still good grades. Yeah. But I didn't get real praise for them, yeah. you know. And so I struggled a lot to get those four hundreds <laughs> all at one time, yeah. you know. And I had straight A's. I was in the top ten percent of my class. Mm-hmm. I should have been in the top five percent, but because I didn't take GT classes or mm-hmm. honors courses, I was just a regular class kid. Yeah. Um, I was only in the top ten percent, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but anyway, like it was just part of who I who. I was molded into as a young, as a young girl. Yeah. Um, and then I got into college and 
I still strove for the same thing. Like I wanted to make the Dean's List and I wanted to do well because I had scholarships and mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. Um, I got into my first relationship when I was 19. Yes. Um, I dated a guy who was 25 years old. Um, that I, okay, so he came from the internet, but I didn't <laughs> meet him on the internet. Oh, yeah, you were telling me you the know? story a while ago. <laughs> it's like, so I used to, at that time, it was like IRC chat. Yes. And, um, and when I was in college, I made friends with this guy who, like, he was in my math class. And he was a really nice guy. And he was like, hey, have you ever done um, IRC? And I was like, what's that? <laughs> and he's like, it's like chat rooms. And I was like, no. He's like, well, come on and I'll show you and I'll help set you up, right? Because mm -hmm. it'll give you something to do in between classes. Um, and so he set me up with, with like an IRC name and like all these things. And so I would get in chat rooms and it was local people like Edinburgh and McAllen, Brownsville, people from our school. Yeah. And it was just chatting and it was like when I look back at it, it was so weird and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but I was 19. Hmm. You know? 18 into 19. And um, so we were. I was part of like an RGV kind of chat room kind of thing and... I'm still, like, I just recently bumped into someone from that chat room um, <laughs> at a restaurant. And we had, we went, like, we met in real life, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and she's a real sweet girl. And, I mean, it was just one of those things. Well, anyway, I had never met anybody from those chat rooms. But apparently they planned some kind of um, group, event. group event where they all met at the zoo. And it was all, like, mm -hmm. local ground, Rio Grande Valley people. I went to the zoo. My friend went. And someone asked them, oh, who is, because my, my little IRC name was Jeannie, like uh -huh. I dream of Jeannie. And um, they're like, who is she? And my friend had a picture and he showed it to this person, this guy. And he's like, oh, she's really pretty. Yeah. And um, I know it. <laughs> and my friend was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, does she have a girlfriend, a boyfriend? And he's like, no. And so he's like, do you think she would mind if I called her? And he's like, I don't know. Like, but anyway, he gave my phone number to this guy. And I knew who he was because I chatted with him online, but I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And um, he called my house, and it was my aunt and uncle's house. And my aunt was like, a guy named Omar is on the line for you. And, you know, like, I prayerfully Omar does not listen to, listen to this <laughs> podcast. But, um, you know, I went out with him, and he was really nice. Like, he was different. He was really nice. Um, but he was also a lot further along than you in were. In life, yes. He's, he is a 25-year-old man. Yes, he was already in, in his like I don't know what he does now, but in his career like um he I can't you know, I don't even want to give too much away about who he is. <laughs> but, but he he basically wanted to get married. Yeah. He wanted to get married, he wanted to have kids and I was like, uh, "Nope. Not for me." You're 19. Yeah, I was 19. So, um but anyway, I I lost my virginity to this guy and um it kind of it kind of, like, at the end of that, like, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I'd done wrong, mm -hmm. but I also, at that point, was, like, the only church background that I had at that point was Catholic Church. Yeah. So, I knew that what was happening was wrong. Yes. Because they did teach us you shouldn't have sex before marriage, mm -hmm. right? So, I knew that what I had done was wrong. Um, and not, then... Not so much bad, but wrong. But wrong, mm -hmm. yes. And, um... So then come the next six years of my life, um, actually, after that, then I went out, the next guy that I went out with was somebody who I knew and I trusted, um, but I was raped. Yeah. And it took me a long time to come to terms with that. It wasn't until I did Celebrate Recovery that I was able to come to terms with that. Um, but that kind of ruined me because I was 19 
And um, it just kind of set me off into a downward spiral. Yeah. And then like I... depression. Yeah. Really. And then from there, it was... I, and, and I'm not saying that it was his fault that it happened, no. but my life just kind of spiraled down. Um, and I started partying and drinking a lot. And that was kind of where my alcoholism began. Yeah. Um, doing drugs, um, sleeping with... Around. Around, like, with people. Um, one night stands, that sort of thing. And then when I... Right, right before I hit 25, like, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know? And it was also at the point in my life where I was like, um, I don't even know if I really want to get married, <laughs> you know? Um, and I was, and, and that was when I gave my, I came to know the Lord at the age of 25, late in that, my 25th year. Um, but when I finally made the decision that maybe I wanted to be married someday, um, my biggest fear was my sordid past. Like yeah. I felt like damaged goods and here I was in church. And I knew God had forgiven me for those things, mm-hmm. and um, but what Christian man was going to want me? And that was my that was my biggest like fear. And mm-hmm. it was it was kind of like, well, who's going to want me? And there I was. And then so from the age of twenty five to thirty, there was no one. There was no prospect in my life. I know <laughs> he's like waving his hand, <laughs> Aaron. But but I remember, I remember when I started to like like you, I thought to myself like. Is he really gonna want me? Like, I'm not. Like, I'm not a virgin. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm damaged goods, yeah. you know. And so, I it was always my biggest fear. And from the age of 25 to 30, anytime I thought about relationships, like that was the first thing at the top of my head. And the enemy used it. The devil used it, yeah. you know, like to put doubts in my head mm-hmm. and really kind of keep me unable to be confident about myself. Yeah. And it, so this is one of those things like I know that a lot of the people that we deal with, they're young people who are going to church and they're trying to better themselves and they're trying to make better choices for their lives. And some of them have messed up. Um and when I say messed up like they've just made poor choices whether yeah. it be in a relationship or you know, just making poor choices. Mm-hmm. And um but it is something that you and I talked about, like, once we got together. Yes. Um, because, and we didn't have to necessarily talk about that because I knew, like, the friends in our lives already knew these things about yeah. me. And so I think you already kind of knew because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, it's one of those things, like, I always tell young women, like, God's forgiven you. Yes. And you're not damaged goods anymore. You know, like God's made you new when you give your life to the Lord and you ask him for forgiveness, like you're a new creation in Christ. Now, some people take that to the extent and they're like, oh, you're a virgin again. It's not like that. (laughs) It means that God has helped make you pure again. Like, and I didn't believe that until we were already engaged. Yeah. And the amazing women that I have in my life threw me a lingerie shower. <laughs> and it was the week before our wedding. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting a lingerie shower. Yeah. Um, That's not what we called it, though. Well, no. <laughs> um, but I wasn't expecting a lingerie shower. And I also didn't expect to blush the way that I did. Yeah. And to be embarrassed about things. And not in a bad way. It was... It was sweet because when I look at pictures from that, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, 
I was embarrassed. Yeah. And it, it made me feel good because I thought like it's God. very innocent. Yes, because God really did take my past mm-hmm. and he forgave me and he just renewed me, yeah. you know. And because that's all I used to think about for those years that I was doing all the things I wasn't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I struggled with pornography from the age of eight when it was brought into my life yeah. to the age of 25, you know. And so there's no innocence there. Yeah. Um. And so having a lingerie shower and like just finding myself to be so embarrassed and not like in a bad way, but like not like a shameful embarrassment, yeah. just like blushing mm-hmm. and being like, oh, and giggling like a, yeah. like a little girl. Well, because there's nothing to be embarrassed about sex between a husband and a wife. Right. Like, because that's what the lingerie shower is for. Right. You know, to... To give you to prepare you, to wear. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and there's nothing embarrassing about that. That's what God created it for, right? Um, but <laughs> but not in in the things that you'd ever experienced up to right that. up to that point, no. And so it and so because of that, like that was when I saw the pictures. We were already married, mm-hmm. um, and I saw got to see the pictures just a couple of weeks after we got married. I thought, oh my gosh, like. God did that. Yeah. God did that for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he just renewed my heart. He renewed my mind. And I just thought like, oh, that's so cool. So that's why. And it's now, now as a married person, it's one of my favorite things to do for young ladies yeah. who are getting married. Like I love throwing lingerie showers. Um, and they're, they're good, clean, fun lingerie showers because I think that, that's something that needs to be celebrated yep. in a young woman's life when she's going to get married, you know? Um, so, so yeah, that like that, that's where we're going with this. This is where was what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, for me, it was coming to that realization that like God had done some amazing things for me mm-hmm. and I wasn't damaged goods. No. And I also, God also brought a man into my life who was okay with my past and not yeah. so much as okay, but willing to be like, hey, like, I don't, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Yeah. I know that you love the Lord. I know that you're striving to be the woman that God has planned for you to be. And that was what mattered the most to you. Yeah. So. And I know on my part, like, I've, I've told my story before, but um, I was five years old when I started to be sexually abused. And mm-hmm. it lasted for six years. And I had no idea that it was wrong. Right. I just knew that it was like a secret. And talk about it with anybody. Um, and so for those six years, I wasn't just being abused. Like I went out and found other partners mm-hmm. because, you know, this is just what you do. Like this is what happens, right? Everybody does this. And then I discovered pornography and I was like, oh, now I have a name for what's happening. Um, and then I go to church Around like 11 or 12 and I'm realizing, oh, because I start to pay attention right. in, in the sermons. And I realize, oh, this is sin. This is wrong. <laughs> yeah. This is not good. But I can't stop and I don't want to stop. So now begins this like dual life. Like these two parts of me where on one side there's Aaron, the Christian who loves God, loves to go to church and loves to serve. And then Aaron, the like... I don't even know what to call myself. <laughs> like, it just, I was, you know, addicted to sex. I was addicted to uh, pornography, just like all of that. There were no boundaries 
in, in this other part of my life. Um, but I also learn, oh, I have to, you know, people have to see that I'm a good person on the outside. They can't see this. And for me, that was an easier um, vice to hide. Because when you drink, when you do drugs, you know, when you have these, there are a lot of outward symptoms mm-hmm. to those types of, um, you know, to those types of addictions, to those types of, of bad things. With sexual addiction, if, it's all inside. Like nobody sees that unless you share it with them or they're part of your sin. Right. So there I am. And I'm like, well, not even, I, I guess, yeah, I thought about being married someday and I, and, you know, okay, I'm going to find a girl over and fall in love and then we're going to have a family. But there was no even consideration about what I was doing up until I got into high school um, started coming to BCF Church, uh, like we talked about last week, and, and listening to the things, and I stopped dating because I knew I wasn't ready. Um, and then that became a fear for me, where I was like, well, I'm going to have to have this conversation with a girl someday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to tell her, you know, all these things that I've done, and and then what she's going to do, and she's going to look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> she's not going to want to marry me. And I remember when you and I, Leslie, started like even before we started dating, I I talked to to the pastors, and I was like, you know my story. Like I've talked to you guys about this. You know my life. You know what I'm struggling with. I don't want to go into this relationship, and Leslie doesn't know that. You know, like that's not something that I'm comfortable doing. So. The night that I asked you to be my girlfriend, we sat down, you know, there at the little um, fountain, fountain. Mm-hmm. and and I explained to you, like, this is what happened to me as a kid, and, and these are the actions that I've taken since then because of that, and it's not, you know, the person who abused me's fault. Um, it may have started there, but it didn't end there, and that's my fault, and these are the things that I chose to do, and and these are the things that have happened recently in my life. And do you think you can still, like, date me? <laughs> do, you, do you, and I don't, I don't, I knew that I was fairly confident that you would be okay with it, but I was still getting used to talking to other people about what was happening in my life. Yeah. And... You knew, you know, some details, but you didn't know, like, all of my past. Right. And, we, you know, what? we didn't sit down and go through our deepest, yeah, darkest like, secrets. Yeah, we didn't, like, through any Yeah, no. Yeah. But I gave you, like, the Reader's Digest version, so to speak, because I wanted you to know where I stood. Right. And I wasn't comfortable with forming that type of committed relationship with you and you being surprised later. Like, I didn't want that. Right. Um, and you looked at me and you said, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, oh, okay. So this is love. This, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this is something that that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, this is because I could have been another girl who was like, uh, no, no, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. Like that, I, that's a deal breaker that's too for, much me. for me. Yeah. yeah. And you could have done the same for me. Yeah. I mean, just enough in knowing because 
I know that our friends had shared enough with you to know, like, yes. or you knew enough about my testimony to know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's why, like, I just think, like, you could have been somebody who said, uh, no, I'm sorry. Like, that's a deal breaker for me. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. You know? And there's nothing wrong with having um, standards. There's nothing wrong with, you know, knowing what type of person that you want to be with. Mm-hmm. But there is something in in knowing that nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. that we're all flawed people, and we've all done stupid things in our past, and maybe that is the recent past, mm-hmm. um, like it was in my case, but trusting that God knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it comes down to to protecting yourself and to protecting your heart and, and protecting the other person, mm-hmm. because you know what you're going to be able to handle. Right. And for some of it that you're you're not able to handle, God can take care of that for you. Mm -hmm. And there are some things that are just beyond what you know you can do. Right. Um, Even with the Lord's help, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, know your boundaries. But like I said, there's that soft part of, I accept your past. And I know that it's going to, to color our relationship. And we're going to work to make sure it doesn't get out of the lines. Right. <laughs> well, sometimes it does, but we usually find our way back in. Yeah. And, and we definitely dealt with that in our courtship, mm-hmm. in our um, in our engagement, and even in our marriage, where it's like, right. hey, yeah. what's happening here? And we, we got to do something that I think most people don't get to do, and that is that we were both going through a 12-step. Yeah. Um, so... Since we're talking about this, um, this month is National Recovery Month. Mm-hmm. And so at our church, we have Celebrate Recovery, yes. which is a biblical 12-step program. Mm-hmm. It helps you work through your hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Yeah. Um, and um, we were both going through a 12-step group at the time yes. and working on ourselves and kind of hashing through mm-hmm. some of that stuff that had really made us who we were, yeah. you know? Um, we got to do our fifth step together. Like, yes. we... We did our fourth steps individually, we and then we did our fifth step with our with our sponsor. With our sponsors, we were already engaged, yes. and we were coming really close to being married. Mm-hmm. I mean, Weeks. I think it was like no, no, no. It was just a few months before oh, okay. we got it because it was we got engaged like two weeks later. Ah, okay. Um, and Pastor Mike already knew that. Yeah. So we got to read our fifth steps to each other, mm-hmm. and so you got to hear all the things you didn't know, like. Yeah. You didn't know that I'd been raped. Yeah. You didn't know about certain relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and not that it was a secret, no. but we didn't want to go into our marriage to with secrets, yeah. you know? And it was, I think, it was probably one of the coolest things that I've ever, like, experienced in my life mm-hmm. because I didn't dislike you for the things yeah. that you had done or the things that had happened. Yeah. Um, it only made me love you mm-hmm. more. And um, and it's not like we felt sorry for each other either. Mm-hmm. It it was just a complete acceptance of this is your life experience, right? This and I and I take that with me right. when I take you. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing those things about each other has helped us in our marriage, just in general, like yeah. being able to sort through <laughs> the feelings and the mess when yeah, we're triggered by something. I mean, it was after that that we were, you know, we, we I don't know how long ago we talked about it, but we were sitting at the mall eating Chinese food. At least I was eating Chinese food. I was eating fruit Yeah, I was like, you were eating something else. <laughs> but I was eating Chinese food. And you 
we were having an argument or you were mad about something. It was something you said. I don't yeah. remember. And I kind of like sat up and I looked at you and I was like, how much of what's happening right now has to do with me and how much of it has to do with like all these other men that have been in your life that treated you this way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you'd ever been asked that question before. No, I'd never been asked that question before. <laughs> And, it and you didn't you didn't ask it that way. You asked it in a different way. It wasn't rude. Yeah. Right. Like it was it was a sincere question. Right. Because I wanted to know. Like I, I wanted to see like Well, and first of all, like it helped me. Like it wasn't what we were arguing about wasn't a big deal. Like I was hurt by yeah. the way you said something. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that big of a deal. No. But because of the tone and the face and things like that, like it just took me back yes. to something that made me really upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and and we had like we we both had those opportunities to and not so much call out the other person but to to seek understanding and hey um this is our marriage. Right. And I want to know what exactly is happening right now because I don't understand. This like your response doesn't fit what's happening. It right. doesn't fit the circumstance. And normally when that happens, there's there's a background reason for it. Like something, like you're bringing in another thing from, from the past and it's... it's Affecting yeah, it right now. Like I said, it's coloring what's happening. Um, and knowing these things about the other person and being accepting of them, like it helps you manage those right. times. And not like knowing them and being able to throw it back in their face. No. It's knowing them and being able to use them in a productive way to be like hey like this is not a normal reaction from you like what's really going on here Mm -hmm. did i say something that brought something back up in your heart or you know like because that's nothing we love each other that's nothing we want to do yeah you know like i'm not your enemy you are not my enemy like we need to figure out like why one of us is having this response and you know in almost 10 years that we've been married i don't think there's ever been a time where you've taken this thing from my past and like shoved it in my face no. or where a time where I've done that to you because I mean, we know, right. There's no secrets. We went into our <laughs> marriage with no secrets, you know, and no debt and no debt. <sighs> and now we have way too much debt. Oh my gosh. If you'd like to write us a check, for our debt, <laughs> I'll give you our address. But these are things, you know, these are, these are serious topics. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are considering getting into a serious relationship, when you're, you know, a, a seriously committed relationship um, that it's going to lead you to marriage or, or lead you, you know, to know that this is not the person that God wants you to spend your life with. Um, and these, like I said, there are the unhealthy doubts and there are healthy doubts. There are healthy questions, there are unhealthy questions. And the only way that you're really going to, to know one from the other is to surround yourself with people like to surround yourself with um, family, you know, people that you can call family, people who that you allow to talk into your life and speak to you and, and, and tell you, hey, <laughs> what's happening here? Right. And then you can ask them the questions like to your people and, and, and they can feed into you. They can pour into you. Right. And then you you learn the difference that way because you I don't know how many times both of us. After, you know, uh, a date night that didn't go so well or a conversation that didn't go so well, like, I went to my friends and be like, 
hey, getting, they were married. Like, these are mm-hmm. my married friends, you know, not my, like, single friends. Right. Like, <laughs> married friends who've been married for years, like, they're not perfect either, and they fight too. Right. But they have insight that I don't, because right. I'm not married at that point. And I'm like, Leslie said this, and I said this. And I know that I don't know <laughs> which one of us is wrong, if both of us are wrong, or if I'm just an idiot. Like, can you help me? Mm-hmm. You know? And and you did the same thing mm-hmm. with the your married friends. Mm-hmm. Well, I had... Well, and for me at that time, it was like Mary Kay yeah. and the women in my 12-step group who mm-hmm. most were... Most of them were married. Yeah. So. And that's that's healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's good. Having a community. That's the word I was looking for. And a healthy community. Yeah. Yeah, because, oh my gosh, you can go to your friends who are your age, who have no experience in this whatsoever, or have bad experience in it, and not get the most, you know, greatest of uh, commentary or yeah. you know, <laughs> feedback. Yeah. But if you go to somebody that you look up to, Somebody who's living the life that, that you want to live, like mm-hmm. that you you know, like I want to grow up to be like this person someday, where you respect them and you honor them and, and you know that they're wise, you love the Lord. That's good. Take in what they have to say. And maybe, you know, not just one person, you know, have a group of people. The Bible says, you know, many counselors. There's wisdom and many counselors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um do that. Seek that out because it's gonna help you. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be better for you, better for you, the relationship that you want to be in, and and it'll be good. Yep. Yeah. So with that, again, it's it's recovery month, <laughs> and we'll put a link in the show notes for celebrate recovery if it's if you want to find one in your area. Yeah. Um, if you're local, you can hit us up, and we can set you up with a really great celebrate recovery. Yeah, we got to share for you on Friday <laughs> night. Share for you on Friday nights. And and Leslie tell Leslie and I we tell everybody like we would not still be married if it wasn't for for God and celebrate recovery in yeah. our lives. We would not be the people that we are. We would not have the marriage that we have without this because uh, we came into this seriously messed up. Mm. And and, and we, we're still messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and we but we were able to share that with each other right. and and move forward, right. you know, and build the life that we have with the tools that we were given at church and right. at Celebrate Recovery, um, individually and as a married couple. Right. The like these are people who love us. Right. These are people who like they're our family, they're our community. And I can go to, you know, one of my friends and be like Leslie said this. And they're like, well, have you talked to her about it? <laughs> I'm like, why are you asking me this question? Because he loves me, right. you know? And he knows that communication is going to be the best thing for for our marriage, for our relationship, and not well, me feeling hurt by something you said or did and then just never talking to you about it. Right. Because that's silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Celebrate Recovery is is an amazing tool, uh, an amazing ministry that, that we ha- definitely have um, received a lot from. Mm-hmm. And we're happy to be able to serve in it and, and give back what we've learned and what God has shown us. Right. Um, so if, if you're interested, if you're struggling, if you know somebody who struggles, here's the thing. Leslie and I still struggle. Mm-hmm. Every single day. We don't struggle with the same things, nope. thankfully, mm-hmm. that we did in our past. But, you know, marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. Life is hard. Um, things are difficult. But 
it's simple. It's a simple thing to trust in God. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. For you, it is. Well, and that um, it is. It is a simple thing to say, God, I trust you. Yes. I struggle with trusting. Yes. Like, I, I struggle with like laying everything down at God's feet. What I mean is, <laughs> it's, it's simple enough that it's all laid out. Like, this is what you need to do. It's hard to do it. Yes. That's the part I'm like, <laughs> it's not that simple, okay? Let's be honest with these people. Like, <laughs> when, I, like when I say it's simple, I, that's what I mean. It's simple, but it's not easy. Right. And, and that's why we talk about doing the hard things. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you need help, if, if you want to reach out, I mean, you can always email us mm-hmm. um, or, you know, click on the link in the, the show notes for the Celebrate Recovery website. Um, there are other great recoveries out there, like recovery plants out there. Um, we've never been in any, so we can't, like, we're not, like, going to recommend something. Right. That, that we've we're never not, done. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we love Celebrate Recovery. Uh, we love our church. And yeah. we love you guys. Yep. Here we are at the end of episode 96. Yes, ma'am. Just four more episodes to 100. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I still don't know what we're going to do. I don't either, but it's, you know, it's coming. Maybe we're not going to do anything. We're going to do something. <laughs> we're going to have to do something. We're going to figure it out. Anyway, so we're so grateful to you for coming back and continuing to listen to us. Listen to our crazy. Listen to our crying and our... <laughs> are crazy because we're mostly crazy yeah um but we are grateful that you continue to come back and listen to us you can find us on facebook at so this is love podcast you can find us on instagram at so this is love podcast and you can find us on twitter at so this is love 10 you can also send us an email to so this is love at yahoo.com we specifically me would love to hear from you. <laughs> and we'll be more than happy to, to read your email on the podcast if you know if you send us one, which we've done. Yeah. If you don't want us to, you know, just let us know what we want. Right. You know, we're not those type of people. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming back every week. It's it's a lot of fun to to sit down and, and have this time with Leslie. Um, and this I, time with y'all. Yeah. And you know, having you guys as like a third party in there where you can tell us Aaron, that was weird, and you've never said that to me before, ever. <laughs> um, or Leslie, that was harsh, and you've never said that to Leslie either. No, mm. but you're allowed to. <laughs> um, and then again, like like we said earlier, this is um, so September is Recovery Month, so if you know if you want to check out the the link, or if you're uh, local in the valley, come check us out Friday night. Leslie and I will be there. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every Friday. Yeah, send us an email and we can give off. you that information. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we hope you all have a great week and we will be back. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>